0: You know, for 12 years now, basically every single day, besides the weekends, I just quilt something.
1: Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the Make and Decorate podcast. I'm Stephanie and welcome to the podcast. Anyone that's new. I'm so glad that you found the podcast and are listening. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. And if you haven't done so already, please rate and review on iTunes if that's where you listen. And I just uh, joined a couple more platforms. Um, available to um, that will um, have the podcast so you can listen on t- in tune in radio and you uh, shortly it'll be available on um iheart radio I just have to go through the final stages of them um accepting it and putting it up out there but otherwise it's available on almost every other platform format out there itunes stitcher spotify um from my website i embed every episode onto the show notes page of the website um so yeah i just wanted to let you guys know what's available out there to listen to the podcast All right, so we are in the dog days of summer. Probably most of the country here in the United States is hot. Uh, So we have all just been trying to stay cool, um, hydrate, and relax. So today, actually, um, what I'm recording this segment um, the Tuesday before it goes um, live and it's kind of like in the high 70s, which is kind of like a cold front for us because <laughs> it's been in the high 90s and humid and just like, oh, you can't really do too much outside. Uh, but got to enjoy it while we've got it, I guess, because soon enough, we're going to be freezing and scraping ice off of our windshields. So um, just I got you got to take the good with the not so good. But I took a little break last weekend and drove to to Michigan and Cottage Country. I call it um, because all up uh, the coast of Lake Michigan, um, there's tons of little, you know, touristy towns and and cottage type neighborhoods. And um, this one I went to was near New Buffalo. Uh, And uh, my parents had a cottage up there that they rented. They don't own it. They just uh, rented it. So I went there and uh, there it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, too. I mean, literally, when there's no McDonald's for like miles and miles and miles and no Starbucks and no like, I mean, there was like nothing. Uh, You know, you're in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, however, it was pretty good to just unplug. I just went up there for a couple of days, stayed one night, and over the weekend, and there was no TV, no Wi-Fi, uh, so we were truly unplugged, and really, it forces you to just take a breath and enjoy being present in the moment. In fact, I didn't even take photos on my phone until... Like almost the last second, so I, re- I really only have a little small handful of pictures, but you know, I my sister and brother in law and their two little girls were there, and it was just so much fun uh, because um, you know they live a little bit an hour and a half north of me, and it's kind of hard to see them all the time, so it was just really good quality time, and you know I have a three year old niece and. Um, her sister, baby sister, is gonna turn one this coming week. So cute. They are so adorable. And man, those little ones love the water. They just have no fear. And it's so cool. It's just <laughs> the little almost one year old was like, uh, her dad was holding her just above the water so that she could splash her arms and legs in it. And her arms and legs were going 240. They were just, na- they just naturally paddle in the water. It just is a natural thing to them. So it was just so fun to see. Uh, So it was a good time and I did bring my crochet project. So I crocheted some more hexes and really I finally got the three rows of the stitch sequence memorized. So I'm slowly but surely kind of, uh, you know, getting, um, proficient at this project and it's fun i really enjoy it every time i finish one of those little hexies, i feel like i complete a little project it's kind of fun because it's not a continuous thing um, that you keep crocheting gets bigger and bigger and bigger especially in the summertime you don't want you know a wool um afghan sitting on you when it's like 90 degrees out so um yeah it's making all the bunch of the little hexes is fun. Um so they're really cute. All right. So uh I also in the last week acquired some new sewing equipment and this was not planned, uh, but it came out of a necessity uh, from a client request. So um, I got the embroidery unit or module for my Bernina 780. Uh, my client wants embroidered napkins. This is the one who is doing um, a cookbook. She is working. Um, going to self-publish it but it's a little bit more than just self-publishing on amazon i mean there's professional photo shoots taking place and there's an editor and so forth so it's super professional and um the um, interior designer and I are helping her with the tablescapes for photo shoots and I get to make her some napkins it's going to be really cool and whether they use it or not she still wants them and she says she wants more embroidered things in the future so this is really great this is a really wonderful client I love her and uh, she just really appreciates handmade things and um You know, usually I hand embroider stuff for her, but time is of the essence here. So she's like, let's do machine embroidery. And I was like, okay. So um, I just took a chance and called my quilt shop because at the time I purchased this machine from them um, almost a year ago, probably about nine, ten months ago, they did offer me the embroidery module, but I just didn't need it at the time. And it was just know another like expensive thing so I didn't get it so um, I just thought let me check let me see if they still have it and they did they had one there so I got it and I have not even taken it out of the box. So I did a video when I got the 780 last year, kind of like an unboxing and showing um, the general features. And I'm going to do another video of the embroidery unit module that goes with it. Um, So I, I think it would be helpful for any Bernina owners or looking to invest in a Bernina and for anyone who is interested in machine embroidery anyway, because... Um, no matter what brand of machine it is, baby lock, um, brother, they there's there's a I mean they all kind of work the same way. They may have different proprietary features, but you need a hoop, you need an embroidery unit. you know things get you know embroidery designs from software and uh, yeah so and then you gotta put stabilizers and stitch it out. So... Um, Stay tuned for a video on that. Oh, and I got, um, you know, here's another great thing about um, getting getting the machines from your dealer is that uh, the mastery classes come with it. And I'm sure pretty sure the other brands do the same thing. I know when I used to have my baby lock, or or when I got my baby lock, they had classes for that as well. So I think every um, brand of machine sort of offers those types of things. And if you purchase from them, then you get those classes for free. And this particular class costs $45. So that's a nice savings. And the mastery class uh, that is the Bernina is just pretty much like Uh, They start off, they may have two or three levels of the class, and um, the first one basically is just getting to know the machine and how to use it and um, what you can do with it, different features. And then maybe the second class gets a little bit more intermediate. And sometimes there's even a third class and it gets uh, even more advanced. So that you can really explore and actually use all of the features, bells and whistles, on the machine. All right. So another thing that I saw uh, recently is... Uh, Silhouette is coming out with a Cameo 4 machine. That's going to be available around September, October time frame. If you are a Silhouette user, um, just uh, there's places where you can pre-order this, but uh, they've actually caught up with the cricket maker and they have uh, a rotary blade that will cut fabrics without having to put a backing or stabilizer on it. That's huge. And um, they, this is a really like big um, improvement of a model. Cause you know how sometimes they're like, we'll release this or release that. And maybe it's just like, Oh, that's not enough to upgrade the machine. This one is because There, there's just a lot of key upgrade features that I have been looking for and wanting. And I almost uh, was thinking of going to, you know, the route of the Cricut and getting the Cricut Maker. Um, But I'm so happy to hear that Silhouette is introducing this because I'm familiar with it. I know how to do the design software and I like the machine. I like the silhouette too that I have. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. The other thing that it has, um, just to give you a couple of the features, um, if, if any of you do um, vinyl um, or cardstock crafts, um, and the vinyl would be like sometimes maybe if you do vinyl stencils or um, heat transfer vinyl that you press onto clothing. Um, this machine has a, um, uh, what do they call it? The, um, the built-in roller, um, uh, I'm not saying it right, but basically you can put the roll of vinyl into this space made for it, and it will feed into the machine. So I think before you had to purchase an additional um, gadget for that. So that's built in. And uh, the rotary blade is huge. I love that they have a rotary blade. And of course, you know, they are trying to differentiate themselves from the Cricut Maker. And they said that the rotary blade... Um, the machine detects it right away versus, and the Cricut maker, it has to like, kind of like run a little bit, like scan or whatever to determine which blade has been put into the machine. The other thing is the speed. They really amped up the speed and it cuts and it draws about three times faster than the previous, um, machine. Um, And what else? Oh, there's other features like there's this weeding tool. Weeding is where you have to pick out all of the negative um, pieces of vinyl from the design. Let's say if you have a letter O, that inside of the O, you want to um, take that part Cut out. Yeah, I mean, there are like a ton of features on this. They have three different sizes. So there's the Cameo 4, there's the Plus, which will be 15 inches wide. I think the standard cameos, so the Cameo 4 would be like the standard 12 inches um, because their mats are 12 by 12 and 12 by 24. And um, the Plus would be 15 inches wide, and the Pro 20 inches wide. And the other thing with this, this is huge, is that um, you can cut vinyl, cardstock, everything but fabric, really, uh, without a mat. That's pretty huge. That's, like, uh, amazing, really. So I'm looking forward to that. Let me know, you guys, which machine you use. And... If you are just about to purchase a Cameo 3, maybe you can wait until September, October and get the brand new shiny Cameo 4 with the rotary blade. The rotary blade is going to let you cut whatever shapes um, and appliques and types of blocks for quilting, appliques, everything for your sewing and quilting needs. So that is really cool. All right. I'm going to get off of that little thing. <laughs> I, I don't get anything from Silhouette. Absolutely nothing. So I'm not promoting um, because based on getting something. Um, if anybody wants to be a sponsor, you can let me know. I am open to that. All right. So next, just got another thing or two before we get into our conversation with um, my guest. So I've got a pretty major announcement for the podcast. I've published year-round episodes the past year, and I took about a two-week break in between Christmas and New Year's. So um, it kind of was like a podcast boot camp for me. I mean, I went from just starting and learning and self-taught everything, the software, you know, um, Skype. And that's what I use right now to, um, record the podcast with all the different guests, uh, the editing software, the, um, you know, publishing, I mean, everything. So it's really was a good kind of like that I remained consistent and I grew, um, an experience and have gotten so much better, feel so much more comfortable with it. Um, but I'm one person, and it's too much for one person to program, produce, record, edit, publish with extensive show notes. Um, you know, I insert the photos, the video clips, the links, everything um, in my show notes. So all of that takes a ton of time and really to avoid burnout, because I can kind of feel it creeping up. I've decided to do the podcast in seasons. So season one is going to conclude on August 15th. And then I'm going to start season two, probably around the end of September, beginning October. And then that season, so basically, I am, um, I'm gonna do the seasons that they'll sort of follow an academic type schedule, to where um, I'll record and start the season in the fall, and take a small break between end of the year and New Year's, pick it back up and go through the end of May. And then that will end that current season and then take that break until the next season starts. So I, um, I think that actually will work best for my format because I do also do a long format podcast. And I know that's not for everyone. Um, I haven't heard too many complaints about it, but I've seen like maybe one or two where people are like, oh, my commute's only 20 minutes or I don't really want like to listen. I don't have time to listen to all that. And that's fine. Um, You know, there are 20 minute podcasts out there. So uh, but I just I I wanted to do a long format podcast. I wanted to hear um, conversations with creatives and people. Um, in the sewing, quilting, decorating world, where it was a casual conversation and um, not just a real quick, like, you know, 10-15 minute conversation and you really just glaze over um you know topics so I really wanted to get to know these people and um, it really has has been working well because we just get to talking and before we know it we've talked for like 45 minutes to an hour Um, but yeah so that's that's pretty much the format of my podcast and you don't have to listen to it in one sitting Um, although some people do listen to it while they are sewing or quilting or crafting And, uh, you know, I listen to uh, many long format podcasts. Joe Rogan happens to be one of them. You know, some of his podcasts are like four hours long. I think they like average three hours. Um, But he he has podcasts anywhere from an hour and a half to like four hours long. So, um, I mean, four hours, that's kind of like, you know, a bit much. But again, he's got a whole team. All he has to do is show up and talk to his guest. He doesn't have to edit or produce or whatever. So but anyway, um, yeah, I like that one. And there are a few others um, that are longer formats that I really enjoy. And I listen to podcasts a lot in the car everywhere I go. And um, I just kind of like, you know, pause it. And then when I get back in the car, I pick it back up. Or, you know, if I'm at home in the kitchen, turn it back on. So um, if you're new to listening to podcasts, I'm just kind of giving you um, suggestions on how you can listen to them, especially the longer formats like mine, um, and I I hope you enjoy it. So again, just um, know that uh, after the fifteenth, I'm not going away, and it's just that I'm changing the format and I'm going um, from episodic to seasonal, and I think uh, I think that'll be great. So um, as as um, usual, please send me your feedback. Let me know what you think, and um, we will continue. All right, so we we're continuing our series on the different types of quilting, and this is epi- the fourth episode out of five in the series. Today, we are going to talk all about long arm quilting and a little bit to do with rulers. So, um, my guest is Natalia Bonner, and Natalia is a long arm quilter. Uh, She's been doing this for what, over 12 years now. And um, she's uh, from Utah and lives there with her family and she does YouTube videos on quilting and she does videos to where you can adapt the long arm um, quilting designs to domestic machine quilting. And she has um, some great books and some tools. She's got rulers and she has a brand new ruler coming out in August. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear our conversation. And this is a big and Natalia has so generously offered a discount in her online shop. So she gives a promo code towards the end of the episode. So be sure to listen for the promo code to get your 15% off. The Peace and Quilt Shop. I'm so happy to welcome today Natalia Bonner to the podcast. And Natalia is a long arm quilter. Um, so, welcome, Natalia. Hi,
0: Stephanie. Nice to be here.
1: <laughs> I'm so nice to have you. And this is uh, going to be the third episode in my quilting series and um, the first one that um, I'm doing uh, about long arm quilting. So, I'm so excited about this um, and very excited to talk with you. Uh, so let's start just b- about talking about your creative story and what led you to long arm quilting. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: It's kind of a crazy story. I'll just give you like the quick version of sure. it because I could sit here for hours. But, <laughs> um, I was raised sewing. So it's something that I've always, you know, being around crafting and sewing, is just something that I feel like kind of comes natural to me. But... um About 12 years ago, I was pregnant with my first child. Like many people have a very similar story. You get pregnant and then all of a sudden this weird thing happens to you where you feel like you have to craft or something. (laughs) So um, I had a full-time job. I was commuting to and from work every day. And on this Thursday night, I got this crazy idea that I was going to make all the decor, you know, everything for my daughter's nursery. So I went to my quilt shop, bought everything, drove home from work. I had about an hour commute to and from work each morning. So got home that night, made everything in one night. So I was so excited about it. Then called my, the lady that had long arm quilted everything for me forever. And she's like, there's no way I can do this before you have your baby. Hmm. And so at that time I'm like, I guess I have to buy a machine. And if I buy a machine, then I could just do this as a hobby at home. And I could, you know, it was a hundred percent just this mindset of I'm going to do this hobby thing. It'll keep me busy when I have a baby. And then it exploded. <laughs> so that's like the quick how I got into it.
1: So then you, so you had been quilting, um, before you got pregnant. Is that cause you've been sewing so forever, I, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Like sewing and just like basic, like as far as the machine quilting part goes, like maybe a placemat, like okay, tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Like I really had no idea what I was getting into when I bought my long arm. So I guess I should go back a little bit on this Thursday when I decided all of that and she told me she couldn't quilt it. I got online and started researching and I'd always heard that Gamels were a really good brand of machines. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy one, I want to know that there's a dealer. I don't know why, but maybe just like referring to cars, because it's kind of like buying a car. Um, I wanted to know there was someone close to me that could help me in case something happened. And there happened to be a dealer like 30 minutes from my house. So I was like, I'm doing it. I'm buying oh, wow. this machine on Saturday. And I went and bought my machine that Saturday. So yeah, that that's is kind crazy. Of it. <laughs> it was really crazy. I had honestly, when I walked into the machine dealer place, and I had researched, I knew what size of machine I could fit in my house, you know, everything. I had it all down. I had the check ready. I was going to buy this thing. And when I went in there, they're like, well, do you want to try it out? And I was young too at the time. Like I was 25 and they're like, do you want to use the machine or see how it works (laughs) or anything? And I'm like, no, I'm scared to death. So I honestly bought the machine without ever touching it or anything. So it was very crazy. I don't know that that's the smartest way to go about buying a machine, but.
1: No, but that that that's like similar to what um in my last last episode with Jackie Gehring where she just dived in. I love it. Just, yeah, you just dove in there and you got a long arm. Like you, so so you your quilting then is based on long arm quilting, not like starting with machine quilting first and then graduating to a long arm, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm
0: totally wow. like that. Yeah. Basically to most people, the way that I've written all my books and I teach and everything I teach so that you can do it on either the domestic or the long arm, mm-hmm. but yes, all of mine is on the long arm. And so cool. at this point I'm awful. I <laughs> People ask me, will you demo it on a domestic? I'm like, no, because it will look worse than a child. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So so you got this Gamel long arm. And how long did it take you to just kind of learn?
0: <laughs> so the one thing that I will tell you, and I'll tell you this for everybody listening. When I bought this machine, as you all probably know, it is a really big investment. So from that point on, every single day I quilted something. It, maybe it wasn't a whole quilt. Maybe it was just a piece of fabric that I loaded and just quilted loops on it or whatever. But I, you know, for 12 years now, basically every single day, besides the weekends, I just quilt something. So honestly, pretty quickly, I have a lot of family that quilts and well, that sews the pieces. So they would start sending me their tops really quickly. I started quilting for them. And I'm not saying it was great quilting I was doing for them. I was finishing things, but I was improving and my skills were getting better. And still to this day, day, I feel that way. You know, I've quilted thousands and thousands of quilts now, but I still, every single quilt, I feel like, okay, that was a little better. That was a little better. So mm-hmm. we're You're all, up. I feel like, yeah, we're always all improving. Yeah.
1: Always so- learning. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so so
1: you just developed your skills just by like, you know, practicing and doing this every day. You, you didn't take any long arm courses from- no
0: i that's so I'm crazy cool, though that's so good I take, yeah i took the one class at the store that taught you like the basics of the machine the foundations and all of mm-hmm. that taught me how to use a pantograph pattern but as far as machine quilting goes i'm 100 self-taught so mm-hmm. when i do teach i do things that are totally against the quilt police rules and things like that but mm-hmm. Who cares? Why do you have to follow all of these rules? Right.
1: Yes. And um I have seen your quilting on your YouTube channel and it is stunning. I it's amazing. I'm just blown away. And so I mean that's kind of a dream of mine. I t- keep telling my husband in 5 years I need a long arm. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I'm with you. And he thinks he gets out of it because we have like a small, narrow house with tiny rooms. Uh-huh. But you, your room is not that huge, and you well, and I'll
0: tell you the size of the room should never be an excuse. When I did buy that first machine, I lived in a condo Mm -hmm. and the room that I fit, I had to buy the 10 foot table because the room was so small that it went from, I had a sliding glass door here and I had to take off the closet doors at the other side of the room. Mm -hmm. So the machine touched the sliding glass doors and went into the closet. (laughs) So you do work from the back of the machine quite a bit. And Uh I was also pregnant, like eight months pregnant at this time. (laughs) So I would climb under the machine. So as long as you've got Like 10 and a half feet somewhere.
1: Right, right. You can fit it. Because it's not like you can put it against a wall like you could like a regular sewing machine or like a sit down mid arm. You have to access both sides of it, right? Yeah
0: yeah you really do so yeah
1: yeah but I saw I saw I saw a setup in one of your videos from 2014 and um I think uh you were loading a quilt on there and I was like Uh yeah that room doesn't look that huge but she's got pretty sizable it's not like a you know a six or an eight foot long arm it's it was bigger but I wasn't sure how big it was so 10 foot right yeah, okay. my
0: machine's on the 10-foot table. So it's the smallest of the Gamel tables, but mm-hmm. you can still quilt 100 inches wide on that. And personally, I'm not making quilts bigger than 100 inches. So. Right.
1: No. I mean, yeah. that's like a king size, you know, quilt. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fine. And so how do you like the Gamel? Because I've heard the same thing. I've heard that that is really like a tried and true um, long arm. And lo- um, I haven't heard anyone who has had it not love it.
0: Yeah, I am. so this is my second one that I have now. I don't know if you, well, nobody can see it, I guess. (laughs) Um, I now quilt on a 22-inch machine. I started out on the 18, which was their smallest machine at the time. And something I will tell you about long-arm quilting in general, I think a lot of us go into the stores or to shows or different thing and think, I got to buy the biggest machine there is out there. So if you're doing like only computer guided quilting or things like that, the biggest machine is awesome because your throat's big. But where I do mostly hand guided type quilting, you actually want a little bit smaller machine because then you can guide it. You know, if a machine's 30 inches long and you're trying to reach your arm, I'm not tall enough to reach 30 inches, and I'm pretty average height. So that's my one thing I will tell you. Um, as far as the Gamel brand and all of that goes, I don't have anything bad at all to say. I have been you know, I've heard all these horror stories about machines and I now live four hours away from a dealer, but I still haven't ever had, there's been one time where I actually broke this major part on it, but it was totally, I ran over a piece of metal with my machine. So, and it was really like a hundred dollar fix considering, you know, like something major that I did to the machine. So they're pretty heavy duty,
1: awesome machines. Yeah, I like that. And, um, Is the machine like more the gamble, is it computerized or is it mechanical?
0: So they have both and on my machine now I do have the computer, but I pretty much only, I'm a really bad advertisement for the computer (laughs) because I pretty much only use it for like completely edge to edge type quilting. I'm so used to doing the hand guided stuff. I know a lot of the things that I do, you could totally just set up on the computer and have the computer do it, but there's Maybe it's a control thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's the awesome thing is it seriously it's like a 10-second thing to disconnect it from the computer. Like you just twist two screws and it comes undone. So, so the, you can but, work But, back
1: but the machine it. itself is like mechanical where like it's like there's not electronic components to operate the machine. It's an add-on that just plugs. It's like a plug-in to put the computer. Is the
0: that, computer part. It's, Yeah, the it's computer like a part? whole
1: separate. Separate unit, right? Kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you can
0: buy it with the computer
1: or without okay and without the computer is is completely hand-guided quilting
0: it is completely hand-guided but they do I believe I could be wrong that all of them do have the stitch regulator part on it now so a little bit you know that's nice yeah not like totally computer driven but yeah
1: right but it it, it helps to regulate the length of your stitches if you're kind of just starting out yeah um yeah that's cool um and I know that you know some long arm, uh, quilters just only prefer and only do like that. Um, what do you call that? You just said it. Edge to edge. Yeah, the edge to edge. And it's that's mm-hmm. just like a repeat of the same motif th- across yeah. the entire quilt. And yeah, most exactly. it's pre-programmed most of the time, right? Yes, most
0: there okay. are. are There is a way that you can do it, the hand-guided, and you trace a pattern on the back of the machine. Okay. So that's another way that a lot of people do it. That's actually the way that I learned a lot in the beginning, but the computers have become so popular in the last five to ten years that
1: most of what you're seeing done that way
0: is computerized.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: computer-driven.
1: Yes. Yes. So that was a very good tip because I did not know that. But if you're interested in only hand guided quilting, the smaller machine and what Natalia is talking about is the harp space. Right. Of. Yeah. Of yeah. the machine from the needle to the back and how far it pulls over the quilt surface. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, so the exactly. 18 inch
1: so... would be perfectly fine for that because you like you said the reach. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The reach is really great. The only reason when I did upgrade to a little bit bigger on the 22 is even though you have that 18 inches, you can only work within, I'm not even exactly sure, but I couldn't fit a whole entire like 12 inch block on point. Mm-hmm. And so when I upgraded, I just wanted to be able to fit one whole entire block on point into my throat. So oh, okay. just for that little bit of extra space is why I went gotcha. up to the 22.
1: Okay. Okay, got oh. it. So, um, and then your, your your routine maintenance with it, is it similar to like a sewing machine where you just kind of clean it out every time you get done with the project, dust it, and oil, do you have to oil it? And
0: Yeah, you do oil it, but it's like, it's so, like it has Minimal. stickers to tell you, oil. <laughs> like, That's great. It's so easy to oil it yeah. and dust it and all of that, that it's really... You know, and the dealers can come to your home and do maintenance for you because it is a big ordeal, kind of, well, not huge, but it is a little bit of effort to lift the machine off and actually take it to the dealer if it needs more servicing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But they also come to your house, so it's really awesome. That's another thing to be, like, that I love about the Gamel brand is that they, their dealers come to your house and set up your machine when you purchase it. Or, you know, when I've moved, the dealer has come and moved it for me and just, because like I said it is such a big expensive piece of equipment that I don't want to mess something up. I want to know that it's done.
1: Mhm.
0: Right? So I really do appreciate that they do that as well. Oh
1: yeah, but- that's great. So so when you started long arming as you started to do like family quilts and then did you then do you still did you start and do you still quilt <laughs> long arm quilt for clients? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, um, it quickly turned to quilting for mostly like
1: friends,
0: (laughs) friend clients, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, kind of growing from there different people, different things. But back then 12 years ago was when blogging was such a big thing. Like Mm -hmm. everybody was blogging. So that's really how I grew my customer base originally. You know, obviously I was friends with the quilt shop people and the people in my guilds and different things like that. But people seeing my work on my blog is really, you know, social media is really how my whole entire business has grown.
1: Very nice. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So then um, I wanted to ask you about batting because it seems like long arm quilters prefer a different type of batting to machine quilters. So what is the Mm -hmm. batting that you think does best with your long arm quilt? Quilt. (laughs) machine (laughs) So,
0: I really really love and the reason so I know a lot of people love like that crinkly washed antique look which I kind of have strong opinions (laughs) about these things if it's going to be like a functional quilt so one like we're talking about the ones with edge to edge quilting something that you're going to use and you want to cuddle it with then yes you probably do want that really soft crinkly look Mm -hmm. um Most of the quilts that you see me quilting and things like that are custom quilting. So I don't necessarily want that look. I don't want to spend and even have my clients pay me a lot of money and spend all this time just to wash a quilt and lose the quilting to the crinkle. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm really passionate. Well, one of the reasons about the battings that I use. So my favorite battings are the Quilter's Dream Poly Deluxe. So it's a polyester batting. It's a really low loft polyester. So it's completely opposite you know, when you think polyester, everybody thinks like the Trico quilts from the 80s that are super high loft. Yeah, nothing at all like that like low loft, similar to what everybody knows Hobbs 8020, things like that as Yeah. It's a really low loft, but it's a little bit denser batting. So I'm still seeing a lot of texture with my machine quilting. Um, and it's actually really breathable. So I live in a really hot place. And oh, my yeah, where are you calling and- from?
1: sorry i'm in Utah,
0: southern utah oh southern Southern utah Utah, so hot like Vegas, close to vegas so it's hot here but um that even though it's a poly it's really breathable Mm -hmm. and you know it just keeps that shape with my machine quilting it does relax and loosen up when it's washed but you can still see what i've done so the other one that i really love Mm -hmm. is the quilter's dream wool and the reason i love that is because it gives me it's a little bit loftier it's a really soft batting um, and that's the majority of quilts that used to me quilt. That's what I'm using. And I ha- people are always like, how do you get such great texture? And it's it's the batting. It's really nice, good yes. quality batting.
1: Because even yeah, when so I see a- you quilting it on your videos, it's it just seems very crisp and um, defined. And that's what you're looking ah. for. So the po- ah. the poly batting that you use, is that the 100 or is that the eighty twenty? 20 It's 100% poly. Okay. Quilters Dream 100% mm-hmm. poly. That's yeah, It's called
0: poly, poly Deluxe. So there's different deluxe. lofts of yeah. it. The Deluxe is the one that I really okay. like. It's, yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yep. Um, Because, yeah. yeah, a lot of people do, like, I guess when they machine quilt their own quilts, they love the cotton or all cotton. Or maybe they mm-hmm. want all natural. But the wool, I I have some um, Hobbs wool batting in my closet uh-huh. that I'm wanting to use. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm, I'm excited. I I just, um, it's, it's, I got it for me. So of course it's going to take me forever to make my own quilt.
0: (laughs) The one thing I will say though, the Hobbs wool and nothing against Hobbs or their brand or anything, you're not going to get the texture that you will with the quilter's dream. Okay. It's not, it's a, I, I don't know the exact numbers or anything like that, but the feel of it to me, the loft just isn't the same. Like you would probably have to double up that to get the oh, same type
1: of texture That's that interesting. I'm getting with yeah. The it's yeah. got to be different across I'll the brands. All created
0: equal. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: exactly. And um Quilter's Dream, the only one that I've really kind of seen in person is the the 8020 which was even uh-huh. so much more luxe than in the other 8020 that I've seen. Yeah. So Yeah, it's
0: a really good. Mm-hmm. It's a really great high I don't hear about Quilter's Dream as much as I hear about some other brands, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my opinion, it's their brand, their battings are probably the highest quality that I've used.
1: Oh, that's good so. to know. Okay, very good. Um, so just a quick review. If can machine, and also can machine quilters get the same type of um outcome output when they quilt on their machine with let's say this 100% deluxe poly batting will yeah. they get like that crisp design and when they wash it you know same same deal right
0: yeah and so the awesome thing about those battings too is they are pre-shrunk so you're not you may get like a tiny tiny bit they're saying like 1% 1 mm-hmm. to 2% i think is what they say oh, wow. don't quote me on that um, but it's like you're getting very minimal shrinkage with those. So yeah. that's really, you know, like I was saying, why I love those versus a cotton. Yeah. That I'm not getting, you know, when the quilts are washed, I'm not going to get the shrinkage like I would with other right. baddies.
1: Okay, cool. That's yeah. good to know. It's very informative. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. So that's why I'm doing <laughs> yeah, this. That's trial why I'm do- and error yeah. And that's why I'm doing this series because uh, I just want to present to all the listeners all the different types of quilting out there and not to be afraid to try one or the other um, just to see how it is for you because in the end most of us do kind of gravitate towards something (laughs) more than something else.
0: Exactly and just because I say these doesn't mean that's what everyone has to use it's just what I'm using to get know the look that I'm getting right and
1: even if they try it just like in their practice quilting because that's what I'm going to do I want to I want to try this 100% poly and just practice and see the difference of that yeah yeah, to the other. so yeah um, it's good to know and do you like to piece quilts as well as long arm your quilts I do piecing is
0: kind of as weird as it is it's kind of like my hobby (laughs) a hobby I should say you know even though I'm like quilting all day long quilting is so different from piecing that it's like you know I almost feel like I'm kind of a normal quilter person when it comes to piecing I'm not that great at it but (laughs) I do really enjoy it and have a lot of fun you
1: enjoy it okay good good um yeah because you you seem to spend a lot of time with the long arm like yeah you know That's, that's like your, yeah, but you love it. So that's, that's good. I really Um, do. Yeah. You could tell it. So, and that's going to get us into our next topic. And that's where I found you. I didn't even know about you until recently. Maybe like I discovered your YouTube channel four months ago or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a video of – and it just popped up. and I love it when YouTube does those recommended videos because that's how I discover so many people's different channels. I totally
0: agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I saw you um, quilting. You were doing these different blocks from the Elis- – is it Elizabeth Hartman, yes. the Fancy Forest quilt? Yes. And yeah. And – Yeah. Around January-ish? Yes, yes, that's, yeah, that's when I discovered it, so, um, and I have to make that quilt as a baby quilt for my sister, Uh, so I was like, oh, this is so awesome, I'm getting quilting ideas, (laughs) but yeah, so that's the, like, first videos that I watched of of your channel, and then I subscribed, Uh, so what, and you have like a very nice following on your YouTube channel. Thank you. Uh When when did you start that? Because the earliest video I think I remember seeing was the 2014 one with you loading the quilt on your machine.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy thing. I actually started my YouTube channel about eight years ago. But at that time, it was like, I didn't even know what YouTube was. I didn't know really anything about it. It was just like, every once in a while, I would just like film something and then just put it on there. Like no <laughs> rhyme or reason, nothing. Like, I don't even think they have descriptions. I don't even know if things have titles. Part of me has thought about deleting some of those older videos, but then I'm like, you know what, there's still maybe value. I don't know. And it's fun to see Sure. That things have improved. Yeah. Um, so then like about a year ago, just kind of the same thing. One day I shared one and someone's like, And at this time, I had a really, like, a couple thousand followers on there. But one of the videos just went crazy. People were just so excited about this one video. And it kind of, like, was this light bulb moment to me. because I was like, I don't, I never really, I didn't feel like I had the right platform or thing. Because I felt like everything I was seeing on YouTube was more block-based and more piecing. Not as much of the actual machine quilting. And machine quilting on actual quilts. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff blocks, different stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I'd never really seen here's an actual quilt, Mm -hmm. you know. So at that time I was like, oh maybe I should share a little bit more. So I hired someone to edit my videos and but still not really knowing what I was doing until um about December, January of this year. Then I was like, okay, there's actually, you know, I could see my subscribers were growing and all of that. And was getting so much positive feedback that I was like, okay, there's something here. People are really fascinated by that. So that's when I've obviously put a lot more effort into it. And it's done really well so
1: far. Yeah, it has. What is the video that you said exploded?
0: <laughs> I can't remember exactly. There was a couple right around the same time. But I think one of them was the machine quilting that I did on one of the Tula Pink Butterfly quilts. And oh. I just showed you know, it's a quilt, it was actually my grandma's quilt. So it's kind of one of those funny full circle type <laughs> things for me, because that's who I started quilting for originally. But um, I just like showed my process of me quilting mm-hmm. that quilt. And it, people I guess, liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think you make a good point, because there really is not a lot out there of quilting actual quilts. And yeah. it's very, and that's, I think what drew me to it because even on that Elizabeth Hartman, I mean, I saw like the whole quilt and, Mm -hmm. and I was just, and I still am, um, just re, re, you know, relaying your information and translating it to machine quilting on a domestic machine for me. Um, and I, I feel like it's, um, doable. So
0: yeah, it totally uh, is. yeah. Yeah. Obviously, holding the fabric is different, but the paths that you follow to get, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, a pebble or whatever, it's the exact same path. You're Mm -hmm. just moving the machine or the fabric. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I try to tell people, don't be intimidated that I do it on a long arm because I see amazing show quilts all the time that are done on domestic. Oh, so for sure. Can be
1: yes. I mean, I have seen some domestic machine quilted quilts that I thought were long art and they were yeah. not. <laughs> yes. So it's it can amazing. be done.
0: Don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so uh, and then um, now you're doing a series on your YouTube channel. You're, you're in the middle of like 365 day. So are you you're uploading a video every day for 365 we are every- days?
0: We are. It's maybe a little bit crazy, but I feel like that's just me in a nutshell. I'm a little crazy. Um, no, but I about, well, it's probably been about two years ago. I created my first machine quilting ruler, the four in one, and people were interested in it, but I would notice every time that I would teach in person, that aha moment that I would see when people could see how to actually use a ruler and see how, you know, even a beginner quilter. Maybe free motion. Free motion is kind of difficult when you're starting out, you know, being smooth and all of that. But when people could see, oh my gosh, I can just glide next to this ruler and get really nice, crisp lines, it was like exhilarating to me that I could see this light bulb thing happen. So at that time, you know, I started coming up with ideas and different things. And really, it just here's 365 ways that you can use my machine quilting rulers on your own quilts you know and so that with this series I'm focusing on squares circles and triangles because with our quilts those are the most basic shapes in quilts you know mostly it's squares and triangles so they all of our quilts are made out of so if you can break your quilts down into squares triangles you know circles for applique things like that you can use pretty much all of
1: these designs and quilt a whole entire quilt
0: so yeah, that's my goal. It's just to inspire people
1: with these. Oh, it's things. very inspiring, and I think it's brilliant. Uh, first of, you know, first of all, because you designed this quilt ruler and you're selling it on your shop, and it's a brilliant way to market it and to generate interest. Um, so it's really cool. It's on. It's on my wish list because um, I just started ruler quilting a couple months ago, and it's really cool. I just. Uh, it's it you could just create these designs that you never thought you really could you know yeah yeah with, with the exactly. ruler like you
0: could see how you can create really cool things Yeah. And really people have said to me how are you going to come up with 365 i'm like you just keep playing it's so much fun
1: yeah it's just like drawing it's like yeah. kind of doodling yeah. i guess and um there's there's one video you did recently and it looks so complex. Like on your thumbnail, it's this spiral but of straight lines, but it's going in like this uh-huh. diagonal spiral shape. And I was like, "Ooh, I wonder, you know, how she's going to teach that one to yeah, us." Yeah, And I look at it, and I see her just like moving it moving you start at half an inch in and you just keep moving the ruler quarter to oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, "Are exactly. you kidding me? Is it that easy?"
0: it is it's I think what happens is a lot of time you look at a block or a design or whatever and you see a bunch of lines and you're like nope I can't do that right but if you break it down one line at a time like anybody can do these cool crazy complicated looking designs if you just break it down and go slow like it it's doable
1: it you may yeah you make it look doable and I mean I know the other thing too that I'm like oh but you know, then when I go to my machine, it's it's much harder to like keep that ruler straight and not like. But that just comes with yeah. practice. But like, I don't even know how. But it's because you do this every day. But when you move yeah, your, when fine. you move your ruler, I'm just like, how does she know that that's exactly the quarter of an inch? But on <laughs> your ruler, I noticed that you've got those quarter inch lines going all the way across the ruler, and that makes it yeah. much easier because I a couple of quilting rulers I have might have one or two of those lines across and I wished it had more all the way across because then I've got to like pull out pull out the you know air whatever the pen to mark the quilt and so I just I like that about about your ruler and I see how you use it that way
0: yeah well mm. and I'm super like I tell people all the time I'm not totally a minimalist but kind of that way and so creating these tools that you know, can serve multiple purposes and have everything you need in like one or two tools mm-hmm. is what excites me because then I don't have to change. You know, I don't have to have 30 different rulers yeah. to put one quilt all there. And if I can get away with not marking, like you're saying, if there's more marks yes. on my quilt and I don't have to mark on my quilt, then I'm even happier because I can. <laughs>
1: I am just so with, way it, so with so. you on that. Oh my gosh. And the other side of your ruler is like a soft curve and then you got a couple uh-huh. smaller curves. So you it's really cool. You know, you can do like the curvy designs and the straight designs like you said, all in one ruler. I mean, it's really a nice design. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
0: A... The one thing I'll tell you though, that I just barely have like officially announced and shared pictures this week. I have a new ruler that's coming out. That's the companion to that one. Yeah. So instead of having the, it has the curve going in instead of out. Cause sometimes it's just, awkward. Oh, to hold yeah. the ruler. you know, the more you do it. So the brand new ruler is basically the inverted design, <laughs> the inverted version. Right, so like it's called
1: con- out. It's a concave curve, right? Yeah
0: exactly yeah so
1: cool nice because yeah. you could do scallops with that yeah or Something. yeah things yeah. like that
0: that are a little you mm-hmm. know that you can't typically do mm-hmm. with the other or they're just uncomfortable to do with the other
1: one okay very good yeah, yeah. and um so wait, before I went, I'm going to go to your shop next, but I have to talk about this video. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk about this. I just said you just you just posted this like maybe last week, I think, but your kids took over your your camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your two kids and they are adorable. And oh, your you. son, is his name Brayden? Uh-huh. He is <laughs> so just like. I mean, he was, like, serious and giving real answers, and I'm like, wow, this little kid is just, like, you know, light years ahead of his time.
0: He is a funny little, he actually, this is totally off topic, but the other day he said to me, because he's like that, like, very dry and serious, and he's like, Mom, I think when I grow up, I'm just going to be a comedian. Like, okay, dude, (laughs) go for
1: it. On the video, he said he wanted to be a quilter like you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we only vacuum once a year, apparently. So. Oh, my gosh.
1: That was hilarious. I was dying laughing.
0: <laughs> and, and then... Like, no, we really do vacuum. <laughs> and then... Yeah, it was fun. A lot of people ask questions all the time, and I'm a pretty private person, so I had a hard time with it. And my husband's like, you know what? You just leave, and we will take care of this. So... That's what happened and I was super nervous to put that out there that you know, yeah. getting that personal, telling everybody that I want to eat cauliflower pizza and candy all the time, like <laughs> I just get kind of funny about it. And the way that they presented themselves made it so that I felt good about sharing it. So
1: oh, it was good, fun. Good. Yeah. yeah, they <laughs> did they did a great job and your daughter and it was so cute who she told the story about how she got, you know, who she was named after. Kenny Chesney. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! I just love that video. And then your husband popped in, and he had to tell the story because one of the questions that someone asked was, you know, do you quilt in the middle of the night? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they can only remember one time that you did that, and uh, it was a really good story. So
0: yeah, there was that one time, but I did finish the whole quilt top that one night.
1: <laughs> wow! I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a great video. So you guys need to. I'll put, I'm going to put a link to your YouTube channel in my show notes. And, oh, cool. um, and, uh, you know, have my people, my listeners, my people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go yeah, for check sure. it out for sure. Um, okay, so um, your website is peaceandquilt.com. And it's very nice. I love your logo. And, and that was the other thing, uh, your husband and your son were wearing your, the, the shirts with your logo on it. It was really cute. Yeah. It's a nice <laughs> logo. Yeah. And um, so um, on your website, so you've got your product and you've got your ruler, and you have books so um, the book that your first book is like a intro to
0: yeah long so quilting
1: first was, yeah
0: beginner's guide to free motion quilting, so that's talking about the logo and all that that's kind of where it all was born. The cover of that book is the orange slice,
1: yeah, so
0: but it kind of associates the orange and all of that with it. But yeah, that was my first book that I wrote. It came out almost seven years, well, seven years this summer. And it's basically everything I wish I would have known when I started quilting. So Um. starting with thread and batting and how to pull your thread to the top of your machine, the places I thought that I should start. Like I said, when I started out, you know, I was that pregnant, so I never took the classes. It was just trial and error, and sometimes it's still just trial and error, but everything I wish I would have known, I wrote in that book. So it's definitely a labor of love, but it still mm-hmm. is selling
1: really well for being seven years old. Yeah, so that's that makes really good. Me. So it, it, are, is that self-published, or is it? do you have a publisher?
0: No, all of my books. So um, yeah, all of them are through CNT Publishing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right good so um, yes I do
0: have I worked my way I should just like include all of that uh so that was the first one and my sixth one is coming out in July well August of this summer and it's all the same that we've been talking about ruler work and straight line quilting so even though I'm sharing in the stitch along 365 designs the um new book has designs that aren't like I'm not going over borders and different things like that. And the new book has borders, background Mm -hmm. fillers, blocks, all of that. Oh, nice. That are more than this. So I'm excited about that too.
1: Oh, that's great. Because, um, you know, that's, that's part of the thing. Like when I am done piecing a quilt and and you're looking at like how you're going to quilt it borders to me are like, I don't have a big problem with the main quilts like area but the borders i'm like what do you do here yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) because i may have only four inches or you know maybe i've got more and so it's just uh if there's an awkward where it gets too big and then you're like well now now just doing like the little you know what's that ribbony type of i like that one for borders but yeah like the ribbon candy but but if you have like a nine inch border you can't do that (laughs)
0: Exactly. So yeah, exactly. So in the <laughs> book there's several border designs and, mm-hmm. and obviously they're all straight lines. So a little more modern but mm-hmm. hopefully they inspire people to Yeah. I don't know, just to do more and try more. Have more fun with the machine quilting. That's
1: Yeah, uh, I mean that really... should be the name of the game now is just to have fun <laughs> with it. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, exactly. and, and don't no worry about the quality. quilt police. <laughs> ah, James, we said yes. same time.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for real, that's something I always tell people in my classes and everywhere I go, that the majority of us, this is a hobby. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel like it's a place to create more stress. This is a place where we go to de-stress. So have fun with it. You know, if your line's not perfectly straight, who cares? No, mm-hmm. you know, when you take a step back from that mm-hmm. quilt, Nobody's ever going to be so close to looking
1: at your quilt and be like, oh, she got a little,
0: oh, a little wonky right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And we are our own worst critics, really. Yeah. Truly. And, yeah, totally and, are. you know, so if, if you, if you, you know, because a lot of people are on many different social media um, platforms and, you know, sometimes you might be in a group that's, has the quilt police in it and i i I just say then leave it because nobody needs that and you know most of us out there love what anybody puts out there and we are inspired by the different types of quilting and and in fact i think that it's it we like um something that look like is, is it's handmade so yeah if it looks too perf too perfect then it's like computer made so
0: yeah well it's also it's kind of unattainable when it's too perfect right. you're like easy to just shut yourself down and be like I can't do that right but if if we all can see that we're humans and we're all not perfect then um something this quote I heard the other day and for some reason that what you're just saying about the quilt police being on groups and stuff like that and, this quote just keeps resonating with me, but it was nobody that's doing. Wait, let me, let me say right. Mm -hmm. Nobody that's doing more than you will ever criticize your work. Mm. So generally when people are criticizing your work and criticizing what you're doing, Mm -hmm. they're not even doing what you're doing. So don't let them get you down. Right. It's not, I know they're out there, the negative Mm -hmm. people and all of that, but if we can just focus on, you know, the majority of us are positive and hope for the best. And it kind of changes everything, I think, hopefully. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I know for myself that I really um, like to surround myself with more positive. And um, I don't, I just don't have time for negative anymore. It's just, if I see that, then I'm like, you know, out of this group. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> so, um, really good. Also on your website, okay, you have merch. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. <laughs> You've got jewel oh, jewelry and shirts and, you know, coasters and other stuff. So do you fulfill uh-huh. that yourself? I mean, do you ship no, that we stuff out? Have-
0: um we ship most of the stuff. Some of the some items are shipped from a warehouse in North Carolina, but most of our products um
1: my husband ships. Oh wow. So Cuz I'm like How does she do this? So your husband helps no, it's out. It's not on me. Yeah, my okay. husband
0: basically every back end thing that happens around here, including laundry, he does. So <laughs> that's how I'm able. People always say stuff to me like, "How do you get so much done?" I'm like he, I really have an awesome husband that I come home in the mornings and he's made me breakfast and he does the laundry and he does, like, keeps everything going so that I can quilt. And it. that's the way that I've been able to get so much time. Oh,
1: that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's really it's good to – I ask about that back and stuff because it just, you know, like you said, people are just like, you know, do you ever sleep? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I exactly. mean, obviously you sleep, but – It's just, um, you know, just to know that you don't do every single thing. I mean, you have to have some help with with all that you're doing. So like you said, with your YouTube videos, you have an editor. So that's that's nice.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not all.
1: And originally, like when
0: I we talked about doing videos, you know, years ago, then it was something that I had attempted. But I'm like, I don't know how to edit. I'm not going to. You know, try to take on this new thing that's really not something I know what I'm doing.
1: It's time consuming because I do. I I, yeah. I have a handful of videos up on YouTube and I've, you know, uh-huh. have an interest in it. But it's like right now I'm doing it all. And it is a yeah. major time.
0: It really set. is. It's another <laughs> job. It's a full time yeah. job to do it. It so. takes a
1: long time yeah, to edit video. Definitely- mm mm-hmm.
0: I'm the one that everybody sees, but it doesn't mean that I'm the one doing all the work.
1: Yeah, so. but that's smart. So yeah. um, I like that. And um, what else on your website? Oh, you have online classes. You have a couple on mm-hmm. there and I read through them. So do you are these classes things that you launch and they're only available during that time period because you're involved with it? Um, yeah,
0: as of right now, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, Possibly next year sometime it will change and there'll be more on-demand type classes. But the reason I started doing the classes online, I've been traveling and teaching so much. And, you know, a few different things happened And with my kids. My kids, you know, you saw them. They're small. Mm-hmm. And leaving them as much as, like last year I was gone to 17 different events. So wow. basically a week at a time for every single one of those and considering their ages, It came to the point where I was like, I started quilting and doing all of this so that I could be a mom, so that I could be home with my kids, Mm -hmm. and now I'm doing the exact opposite of that. I'm not at home with my kids. They're always having someone else take care of them, and so I decided that if I teach online and do these interactive-type classes, it's like I'm there in person, and actually, honestly, the people can get more out of the online classes than what I can do in person because of time restraints, Mm -hmm. and I can still be a mom, so yes, that, that's what it all comes down to, personally, as far
1: as yeah, all of that. And I think it's a good solution. And online teaching platforms are, you know, really uh, just kind of there. I don't even think they've hit their peak, but you know, they're they're oh, yeah. they're totally agree. out there. And I mean, I enjoy learning from a, an online platform myself, even just because yeah. I am like sort of reclusive. <laughs> I like oh, my, I totally I like staying at my house and I'm thinking you know because yeah. they say like you know oh if you want to make it in the quilting industry you've got to travel and teach and stuff and I'm like I don't really want to do that you know I so saw i that's why I'm like the YouTube channel the podcasting and you know it can be I'm, done mm-hmm.
0: yeah like there's there is something great about in person events and all of that which mm-hmm. I totally agree but I think we all have different places in life and the other thing like you're saying like there's something about being in your own space, working on your own machine. And if I want to take this class at midnight or mm-hmm. you know whatever, yeah. that's when I can do it. So
1: Right. And if I need to pause it, I can do that. If I need to pause and go to the bathroom, <laughs> I'm not going to miss something.
0: i still going to be there.
1: Yeah, it'll still or be Or eat there. or
0: whatever. I take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still be there. And then,
1: um, and then even though right now they're not on a... On demand, you still say uh-huh. that you, that people who sign up for that have access to it forever, which is yes. great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is really good because, um, you know, now there's sort of like um, a hole after Craftsy sold and, yeah. you know, became the blueprint. So, you know, the blueprint, and I know people are like really downing it, but it's just a different company it's not it's It's I don't I don't I didn't expect it to stay the same I knew that I was bought by a huge corporation and Mm -hmm. I knew that you know they were going to take it into that entertainment type arena and so I just take it for what it is and I still enjoy watching stuff I I actually watch more I I watch more of the cooking and gardening stuff on there (laughs) 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 yeah it's like tv like while I'm in my sewing studio uh but (laughs) yeah but you do kind of miss that class that that like actual because that's what that used to be and yeah, and absolutely. so and I looked and, and yours is sort of structured like that you've got like what like seven or eight you know segments of the class yeah, exactly. you respond to the questions that are asked so yeah. yeah
0: and we have live videos so it's even more like I have one craftsy class that I you know recorded several years ago and that's where I got you know, a lot of my foundations for how I wanted to structure my classes was through filming my Craftsy class, and mm-hmm. and it was great, and all of that. Oh, you did just, a
1: Craftsy class, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's called, um I don't even know, something about <laughs> classic motifs or something like that, free motion motifs for classic blocks or something, oh, okay. I can't even remember, um, but it's a block-based class as well, so okay. <laughs> lots of different designs and things like that, yeah. but um, through that experience and teaching on there and seeing, this is the format that was really popular at that time. Yeah, that people were gravi- you know, pulling towards. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just.
1: Just a change. And it is. It's a forward. change and it's a different, a whole different company. So you just have to, you know, take it for what it is. And um, there's still, you know, once in a while, there's some good stuff on there. And, and Angela Walters is on there and her stuff is great. Mm-hmm. And Latifa Safir yeah. just put a class on there and hers was great on bias, you know, applique. So, you know, oh, yeah. it's still, it's just still has some, some good stuff. But like I said, you oh. know, I missed that old platform and you've, you've got a really good, um, platform on your own which is great so um, you're going to continue doing those types of classes right adding yeah, them that's to your the website we're just
0: yeah we're just in the process like we've done the interactive ones and they've gone really really well ah. just kind of figuring out is that the route we want to continue going to the mm-hmm. interactive or do people prefer you know just to have access to all the lessons at once more of how the craftsy ones are structured versus right. over.
1: Kind of like work so, at your own pace or yeah, interactive. Yeah,
0: just figuring out the log. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Figuring out the logistics yeah. behind that. So that's
1: interesting. Yes, I
0: will definitely continue having them. We're just figuring out which format to either stick with what we're cool. doing or transition a little.
1: Nice, very nice. And you film those right there in your your sewing studio.
0: Yep, everything's that's just awesome.
1: on Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> That is so cool. Well, and your your even your YouTube video shots. What else I love about them is that you get, you do a very nice like close up shot of the section that you're working on. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why, for me, it was very translatable to, like, take that idea and try to do it on my machine, so.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I will say about that is I feel like that's what's translated really well as far as domestic machine versus long arm, is the way that they're filmed, the camera is moving with the machine, so yes. you almost can't even tell, is it the fabric that's moving? <laughs> like, yes. it's kind of, uh, and I tell people that all the time, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can... You know, it's kind of a mind thing going on here, but they are filmed on the long arm, but it almost appears to be domestic.
1: Because yes. Yeah. It's very cool. All right. Well, um, is there anything else? Um, well, wait, first, I did want to ask you if there was any, any bit of advice or tips that you want to give um, beginning long arm quilters, aspiring, um, And then, like, just something to get, just toss out there for that. And then maybe if some people that have been, they have their long arm, but they just haven't really, like, taken off with it. But they, yeah, so intermediate. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. (laughs) I will tell you a few different things. So, first of all, don't be intimidated by the things that you see online or on, you know, like on Instagram or whatever, because and I'm totally guilty of this, I'm not posting pictures of the worst quilting that I've done. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us are. We all do bad quilting, so it's easy to judge yourself against other people's best. Don't do that, we all do really bad things. My thread breaks just like everybody else's do. Um, I break needles too. If it happens and you're frustrated, just walk away. There's no reason, like I said earlier, this is a hobby. There's no reason to feel or upset about anything because all it's going to do is ruin your experience with it. So Mm -hmm. yes, jump in, but Mm -hmm. something you can consider doing when you're starting out. So I know we see a lot of modern quilting happening and a lot of solid fabrics. Those are going to point out all of your mistakes. Mm -hmm. So just practice quilting like loops on print fabric. And the more you do that, you aren't going to see any imperfections because the prints are going to hide everything. But by just practicing something like loops or a stipple or something like that on print fabric, you'll gain control of your machine, whether it's a domestic or a long arm. And just doing that will help you build confidence, mm-hmm. I think, for forever. <laughs> so, yeah. And even if all you do is quilt loops on quilts forever, at least you're finishing them. And that's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so. sure. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. And is there anything else that you would like to promote? So you have a new book coming out in August. I'll put the link yeah. to your website and to that book, you know, page. Okay.
0: Should we do like a discount? Does everybody want like
1: a oh, discount? Oh, everybody would love a discount.
0: <laughs> <can> do that. <laughs> okay. Let's do, let's, Um, I don't even, let's just do, I'll give everybody 15% off and use the code SOWING. Sewing.
1: Oh, that's so generous! Thank you so much. Sewing, S E W I N G. Yeah, that and it discount. can. Um,
0: I'll do it all capitals.
1: All caps. We'll do August thirty first. Okay, great. August thirty first. Yeah, because I think this isn't going to go up until towards the end of July. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> you have twenty four <laughs> hours. we will yeah, do it. <laughs> Oh, man, this is so awesome. Natalia, thank you so much. I just enjoyed talking with you. I learned a ton. And, you know, just me personally, it's a little selfish because I I have this interest in someday doing long arm quilting. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know that that uh, long arm quilt long arm machines are much more accessible now and more and yes. more people are buying them so it's yeah, very important absolutely. to get out whatever information we can um, mm-hmm. so that people can do their research and make smart decisions for themselves whatever that oh, may agree. be yeah, yeah exactly yeah. whatever's best for you <laughs> <laughs> right right okay well thank you very much and I will look yeah. forward to having you on again in the future for sure all right, I'll be here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I thought this was such a great episode on long arm quilting and learned so much from Natalia. Be sure to take her code for the fifteen percent off. Visit her shop. Uh, she's got a really cool ruler and a new one coming out this month, and um, and several books. Again, the code is sewing s-e-w-i-n-g in all caps all right talk to you next time bye bye. thanks for listening to the make and decorate podcast with stephanie socha design and you can find me on my website the podcast is there in the show notes at stephaniesochadesign.com on instagram and on youtube